What's happening humans? Welcome to the Blabberry with me Sai Sandesh Markham. I hope you're all having an amazing day and an amazing week so far. It's been 7 days since the new year and 2020 has already been great and successful for me. I mean successful not in terms of monetary but successful in terms of mindset and positivity because whatever I decided to do on a daily basis I am doing that and it is and it's basically been fruitful for me. So I am really happy that I've started this year on a positive note and I'm continuing that. So I wanted to communicate to you guys if you have made a new year resolution and if you've stuck to it, congratulations. You are doing an amazing job and keep continuing whatever you're doing because whatever that you decided to do will make you a better person. And to those of you who have made a new year resolution but somehow managed to break it, it's okay. I urge you to resume it once again. If whatever that you decided would have made you a better person, you should always give it another shot. It's good to take breaks, but it's not good to quit. So go ahead, right from tomorrow, restart whatever that you wanted to do, and I swear to God, it will make you a better person by the end of this year. So what am I going to be talking about on this episode? Thursday episodes are usually an interview where I sit down with some extraordinary individual and I learn about them. I listen to their stories, I listen to their highs and lows, and I share it with you guys so that you can also listen to their story and be inspired. Well, even though I love to do that, I kind of realize that even I want to do that. Even I want to share my story with you. I want to share my highs and lows, my ups and downs, and my success and failures because. Yeah, I do have a quite an interesting story to tell. So I decided to start the series called as this story of mine where I'm going to be doing one episode per month, probably, I don't know. If you guys like it, then definitely I will do it. So I wanted to do this one episode per month and I wanted to talk about one particular experience or incident or something about my life which kind of changed me or which taught me a lot. So that's what I'm going to do. So if you think it's a good idea, please to take a screenshot of this episode and put it up on Instagram stories and tag me. My handle is Sai Sandesh Markham and that would really boost me up. I see so many of you already doing it and it has really encouraged me to keep this podcast going. So please let me know if you like this episode. So on the first episode of the series The Story of Mine, I want to talk to you about my decade. my decade from 2010 to 2019 which made me which built me which completely changed me as a person that's what i want to talk to you about but i want to talk to you chronologically so i'm going to start with the year 2010 what happened what i learned and then i'm going to end with 2019 so here we go 2010 so 2010 what was i doing i was uh, just entering into my second semester i was doing a bachelor of business management in pes college bangalore india i was uh, the second semester was an amazing ride for me because i was very active in management fests i used to go to a lot of management fests and there was this management fest in belgaum which was conducted by jain college and the fest was called as caliber and and it was a fest for just the first years so we went there me and my team so many of vipin meghna suraj sundar vaishnavi shweta smita harsh who was my teammate anirudh so the entire team we went to belgaum and we came back winning the overalls so my year started off great my 2010 had an amazing starts because we were the first ever first year group 
that had won an overall competition and it and it kind of inspired me and it kind of made me really strong and it kind of made me realize how good I am actually and so yeah that happened in second semester nothing else nothing else worthy of noting uh, and then when my third semester started we were seniors so we had our juniors and uh, that is when I fell in love third semester was when I fell in love yeah so my junior oh, I have to say my wife now who I fell in love with Arpita was my junior and she was and I was a marketing head of of our own intercollegiate fest called as Vistas and she was a volunteer in the marketing round and we got to talking and she was she was a very reserved and a shy kind of a person well some of you might argue that she still is but if you get to know her oh my god she is she can just talk for hours and she she is she is one happy person so yeah so i met her in 2010 in third semester i think sometime around august and our fest was in september so august was when we were starting to prepare everything for the fest for the marketing round and that's when i met her i started talking to her and right after the fest i asked her out she said yes and uh, 7 years later we got married and you know it's it's been a really really amazing story uh maybe i'll make an episode just about that and talk to you guys about my love so so yeah 2010 ended by me being in love yeah that relationship is something that i'll always cherish i mean of course i'm still in it but i'll always cherish it because until then i was just having like two months three months kind of relationship and this one i knew it's going to stick and wow it did stick So that's how my 2010 ended and 2011 wow so 2011 was a big year because we became super seniors we were in the third year and we had to handle the intercollegiate fest of vistas completely on our own so the entire third years were responsible for the entire fest well we started off dreaming big we wanted to do this we wanted to do that we wanted to have a rock band we wanted to do it in the ground and all of these things and we had a very very amazing experience managing the entire fest and organizing it but you know i won't say it failed it kind of uh, was a success in teaching us how the actual world is out there how cruel it is out there well uh, it so happened that we were supposed to have a rock band perform but we did not have the money to pay them so the entire show got cancelled and people started questioning us so all the hard work that we did for 2 to 3 months completely went down the drain because that's how it happens right that's how humans treat other humans even though you do good things for like years together if you do one thing bad one day that is what they're going to talk about so that's what happened so all of us we were all 21 year olds 20 year olds 21 year olds so we got discouraged we were like what the hell is this we put so much of hard work and this is how we are getting rewarded we are getting we getting abused we getting uh, called worthless and all these things but little did we know that that's how the actual world is out there so yeah that was a great lesson 2011 was a great lesson failing like many a times people say when you fail you will learn but at the time when you're failing you feel like shit you feel like shit you feel like giving up everything so yeah that 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 event really changed my entire life i started to understand how people work i started to understand how things work i started to understand how money works so yeah in 2011 i learned that so even though the event was a failure i think whatever we learned from there was a huge success and i'm sure many of my 
batchmates and many of my college mates who were present on the journey will actually tell you the same thing. So 2012, I graduated in June. Six semesters of uh, business management and, uh, and I graduated. I mean, I did not graduate with flying colors. I think my average was 61%, which was really okay, okay. But it was fine. The, the one thing that we learned in business management is in our college, basically, is that your marks amount to shit. It's about how much you know. It's about how well you can carry yourself. It's about the skills that you have. It's about how you can solve problems. It was not about the marks. And I'm really, really grateful to my college for teaching that. So even though the marks were here and there, it was okay because for the three years, I learned so much about, I mean, Vistas was just a small stone. You know, I learned so many things, going to a lot of management fest, winning, losing. I learned so many things. So I was really prepared to go out into the world and find myself a job, and which I did. So I graduated in June 2010. And by July 10th, I had a job. I, I started working in an ad agency called as Autumn Worldwide, which is Autumn Grey right now, which is doing really well. So kudos to you guys who have built autumn and i wish i was with you on the journey but well i quit after four months i don't know why i just i like the atmosphere i liked working for an ad agency you can have n number of smoke breaks you go out for drinking every other night so i was really having fun but i thought the job was not doing much for me i was in a role which was specially created for me so i did not have a lot of growth so i decided to just move on and then i quit after four months and then I joined Sri Krishna Chetty and Sons as a social marketing executive and uh, this this job I got it through Arpita's father who was working there and uh, he said there is a huge need for somebody who can handle their social media so I thought okay fine let me just enter and let me just see what how how it goes and I did that I did that but it Almost felt like I did not belong there again. So in two months, in I joined on November 1st, 2012, and I quit in January 12th. So yeah, just in two months, I was out of there. I really did not uh, feel anything. I come from a family which has a business. My father is a shoe distributor for the entire Karnataka. He's been in this business for almost 20 years. He basically has built an empire. And my father really wanted me to join his business. But for me, I wanted to do, I wanted to get into advertising. I wanted to get into social media. I wanted to learn something before I can come and handle my business. That's what I was thinking. That was my mindset back then. So I thought, okay, fine, maybe should I go back to my father's business, help him out, understand and everything. But I wanted to give one last chance to another job. So uh, I tried the ad agency, it did not work. I tried uh, an almost corporate kind of a company, even though it was uh, run by a proprietorship. It did not work out for me. So I took a chance with the startup. And this startup was called as Express Store. And it was uh, it was started by someone called as Ashish Agarwal. And the idea was very novel. The idea was amazing. It was about creating a Facebook store within your Facebook page before Facebook did it themselves. A bit later, but you know, these were, these were the guys who first did it. So I joined and it was good. I was hitting my targets. I was, I was managing the team. I was managing the sales team and everything. I was hitting my targets, but I kind of got this very bad vibe from the companies. Like, you know, they were doing few things wrong. 
I mean, I don't want to state that on this episode. Probably for me, it felt wrong, but probably for them, it felt right. But they were doing it wrong, so I decided, no, 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 this is not my cup of tea. So, uh, one and a half month, yeah, one and a half month. I joined in Feb and I quit in March. Yeah, I quit in March, and yeah, that's about it. So I quit that, and then I I had no clue what to do. So this was 2013 right? This was 2013 and I had no clue what to do. And that was when my father had started his construction business. I mean, not like a business, but he went into a venture venture partnership where uh, we build houses on somebody else's land and then we share the houses. Um, So that was what was happening. So I decided, okay, you know what? My father has started something. So it's new. So I think this is the right time for me to enter into that and start learning because it is new and start making a lot of mistakes so that I can, you know, build this complete business on my own. So I started that. I uh, started working with my father from April onwards, did really well, started understanding about the construction business, started understanding about the brick and mortar, started understanding about labor and so many things. And I was handling it really well. Even though I was 23 years at that point of time, I was handling it really well. I was I was having a team, I was managing the people and all these things. Well, I don't know, my bad luck. Uh, the land came under litigation, so we had to stop the construction completely. We had put in a lot of money, but we had to stop that construction completely. And I don't want to give any more details because it's it's surely going to make me cry. So um, my dad was devastated. I was devastated. By uh, 2013, September, we had stopped everything and I was back to zero. I was back to square one. I didn't know what to do. So what did I do then? I started looking for jobs again. And I did... Uh, I wanted to go back to ad agencies because I felt that I was more comfortable over there, but I did not want to go back to Autumn Worldwide because... I don't know. You basically don't want to go to a place where you quit. I mean, you don't want to be that kind of a guy. I, well, I thought I thought so. So I did not want to take a chance. So I started giving a lot of interviews, a lot of interviews. And I knew I was good for this job, right? I know when you know, when you interview to a particular job and when you interview so well, when the interview goes so well, you know that you've got the job and you're really the right person. But I, I took three, three to four interviews and I failed. I mean, I did exceptionally well in the interview, but still they rejected me and I was devastated. I was like not understanding. And this was already November and I was thinking my entire year is going to a waste. I've not done nothing this entire year. So I thought, okay, fine, maybe I'll just stop this. And I went to my father and my father said, okay, fine. You know what? You've tried everything. Just come back to my business and just start taking care of this. Start learning day-to-day things and then you can start taking more responsibilities and continuing. And that's what I did. I came into the footwear distribution business and I started learning how to maintain stuff, what to do, what not to do in a day-to-day in a in a business, you know, how to handle files, how to handle numbers, how to handle cash and everything, all these things. So it was a really good thing. It was like an MBA basically for me. And I was beating myself up that I did not do this earlier. I don't know why I wasted seven to eight months of my time. So I did that and I was suddenly struck by an idea for a brand, for a shoe brand, basically. And I told my father, why don't we start our own brand instead of distributing other brands? Why don't we start our own brand? And my dad was not so keen on that idea at that point of time. But he said, you go ahead and you work on it. You give your best shot. You make a plan and you come back to me and you tell me. So while I was doing this, I met my friend uh, Anirudh. 
I met him through my association with Liverpool Supporters Club in Bangalore. Liverpool is a football club which I dearly love and I want to make an episode about that as well my relationship with Liverpool FC. So I met him and uh, I shared this idea with him and then he said I have a better idea we need to start making jerseys and you know sports related uh, merchandise and start selling it to the fan base of different different clubs. So I was really elated by the idea and uh, at that point of time I was I was young I was just getting in there and it was 2013 so I was still 23 years old so I started talking about this and my father was not very comfortable with this guy because uh, he did not want to put in any money he wanted me to put in money but he wanted to draw a lot of salary basically he wanted to draw more than what we should be we wanted to draw something around 35 to 40000 it kind of felt really ridiculous for me but i thought okay this guy knows what he's doing so probably he's worth it said so then but but my father was feeling very very confused he had his doubts he was very skeptical about it so he told me you think about it once again and then me and anirudh had a falling out basically we both did not agree on things and he thought that you know i had to do more than what i was doing but i did not know what to do so i decided to end things with anirudh and uh, but i did not stop there i i wanted to create something i i wanted to have my own business and that's when 2014 started by january end i had something very concrete i decided to start an apparel brand called as edem in 2014 so i started an apparel brand called as edem with my partner uh, i want to close his name because he is an asshole and uh, I got fucked by him once again <laughs> in 2019 so I don't really want to even tell his name. So I started with him uh once again he did not want to bring in any money but he had the expertise of apparel industry so I thought okay fine this guy deserves to be at least you know a 10% partner and we started this together we started in February 8th was when we incorporated the company so February 8th was the start of Scratch Start Inc that was a company's name and the brand name was Edem and Feb 9th is my birthday so it kind of felt right to do that so in Feb 8th we started we started building our website we started uh, building our website with the help of my teacher who also had a software company uh, Mr Sandeep Kera who has been an incredible mentor for me through all those uh, times and so we started building the uh, website we were making mistakes we were not uh, doing it properly we were losing a lot of money i did not i had zero zero complete knowledge about my cash management seriously i had so much money in my capital and i was like losing it left right and center i'm like what the fuck is happening so i that's when i realized i paid too much for the website i paid too much for the product i paid everything too much and there was nobody to guide me uh, but i i paid too much for the product because i trusted my partner that he was doing the right job but he was doing an absolute pathetic job i trusted the website to come out well but the website was lagging it was too much it had already gone over budget so uh, it was really a roller coaster ride from february to july and august was when finally finally we launched the website and we also got a very crappy photo shoot done by a very crappy photographer i mean the models who came on who wore our apparels and who modeled for the shoot were really amazing i had interns so i had a lot of interns and they did very good great amazing job but these vendors man i tell you 
my fuck up was with the vendors i could not actually see through them i i did not make good decisions about my vendors at that time i i think that is the biggest lesson even for you even if you are start if you are starting a business please for god's sakes research about your vendors know about them thoroughly study them thoroughly and then take a step with them so anyway so this photographer had a was was absolutely amateur he he did a very bad shoot he did a very bad editing and we launched and it was completely a disaster i mean the people who wanted to support my business actually bought something from the website so i'm really eternally grateful to you guys if you are listening but it was a complete failure the photo shoot was bad because on an e-commerce website what you see is what you buy and if what you see is shitty you will never buy it because that's what it is you cannot feel the product even the product was a one you people were not buying because they did not believe the product because when they saw it it looked shit the photos were shit so i kind of ran it and then in november i decided okay fine you know what i've learned my mistakes i've did whatever i could i'm going to get another photo shoot done but this time i'll get a real professional and i got a real professional photographer to do the photo shoot and the photo shoot came out brilliantly and november we relaunched the website and it was a super hit and we did so well we did so well we did so well and then 2015 started and the business declined again and i had closely up to 5 lakh worth of stock and i was moving just 5000 6000 rupees worth of t-shirts every month and that was not doing it i was losing more money than i was making and i was not even funded you know i'm i'm i was i was bootstrapped so all this money that i have was from my father and i was feeling very very guilty i still feel guilty man i still feel guilty anybody who loses their father's money will never be happy about it it will always eats you up inside so dad if you're listening to this i'm sincerely sorry about this but i know you don't care I know that you've been supporting me and you still support me so even if tomorrow I come to you and tell you I want to start a business you will still invest I know that that's why I love you. And uh 2015 happened and I had come across this particular thing in 2014 November this particular thing called as 3D printing. Yeah, to, to all those people who are thinking ah 3D printing Adam yeah 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 that's that's when it started. So in November 2014 I came across this thing called as 3D printing where you can visualize something and you can print it out of uh plastic and uh, it was basically uh, a 3d modeling something that you do for architecture and everything but there were startups which were making machines as low as 50000 rupees and you could make anything you could make keychains whatever whatever you wanted but i did not really put myself into that uh industry because i thought it was much more mechanical and then i decided okay fine you know what let's just only concentrate on let's just concentrate on the t-shirts so I let it go at 2014 November and then when 2015 happened when the decline was happening I started researching a little bit more about 3D printing and boom I met the company which was making 3D printers which was Global 3D Labs which was which comprised of Gopal Manish Aviral and Shreyas four amazing dudes who are doing amazingly well even till today so kudos to you guys I diversified I got into 3D printing and then without knowing anything i bought the machine i started learning 3d modeling and then i hired this incredible super awesome designer called as shrinath cn so shrinath if you're listening to this i cannot tell you how happy i am or i was 
for you to choose my company to work with because Srinath is an amazing designer. If you go back to my Edom page and check my uh, models that we used to make, the products that we used to make, it was all Srinath's brilliance. So we started, we started in April. Uh, and on the side, uh, before I forget, I had started this YouTube channel in 2014, December. And thanks to Kizar Ahmed, who actually pushed me to do that. I met Kizar Ahmed when I went to Social360, which was his ad agency company to start ad campaign for my Adam t-shirts. And then when I started talking to him, he saw the skill and talent that I have that I can talk so well. So he was like, why don't you start a YouTube channel? People are making like shitloads of money. People like PewDiePie, Casey Neistat, and all these people who have started this and they're making so much money. And I thought, okay, fine, let me just try and let me do that. So I had my VGA camera and uh, I just started making a few videos. And then I thought, okay, fine, it's not doing well because I was not getting the views. Like, as always, I used to start something, I used to quit like immediately. So I thought, okay, fine, I'm going to stop doing that. And then uh, I, I did like three, four videos Then I was not getting the engagement. So I was like, okay, fine, you know what? Let me concentrate on the business. Let me do this later. And then immediately in 2015, in the beginning, Vine came up, V-I-N-E. If you guys don't know what that social media platform is, it is a six second video platform that you can share. The video should be just of six seconds. And in that six seconds, you can do anything, any creative stuff and you can post it and uh, people can watch a six second and uh, they can watch it over and over again and that would count as loops and there was um, I think uh, reshares or whatever whatever so I, I was really really interested in making six second videos so I decided okay fine I'm going to sit down and make six second videos and I started that in 2015 January and I used to make one video every day. That's how you, you're supposed to build your audience on Vine. And this is when actually my creator instinct kind of kicked in. So I will I have to say kudos to and thank you, a big thank you to Kizar Ahmed to actually telling me about this YouTube channel and actually pushing me to do this. Because right now I am a regular YouTuber, I am a podcaster, I am a creator. And the entire credit for that goes to Kizar. So thank you so much, Kizar. So I started doing Vine videos, you know, like a side hustle kind of a thing. Like say I was not making money out of it, but in order to do something, you know, I was, my creative spark was building and, you know, my creative instincts were kicking in. So, you know, I thought, okay, fine, I'm going to do this as well. So, yeah. So in March, um, I bought the 3D printer. I heard Srinath and April was when 3D printing started. And side by side, I was still doing the Vine videos and I was, uh, I had completely quit YouTube and I was only concentrating on Vine. And so the 3D printing started. Our first product was keychains, 3D printed customized keychains, which was a huge hit. We started with keychains, we then started doing photo frames, we then started doing headphone holders, we then started doing pen stands, we then started doing mobile stands, we then started doing mobile cases. We started doing so many things. We had like 14, 15 products completely 3D printed and we used to sell them and they were completely customized. So, you know, it was amazing that journey from... April to September or uh, December was very good. I mean, I did continue it, but I was on a business high at that time. And that's when I, I kind of stopped making wine videos because I was so much concentrating on the business and 3D printing was in a very infant stage in India at that point of time. And people actually gave a lot of importance to it and people kind of encouraged me by buying my products. And I thought, wow, this is great. My business is finally kicking in. 
even though I made a huge loss with my apparels, uh, at least 3D printing is giving me my money back. And I was making good money. So I was not losing more than what I was making. I was making good enough money and I was losing very little money and I was doing a really good job. So, you know, people were congratulating me. People were really happy with me. People, my father was very happy. My friends were very happy. I mean, Arpita, Arpita was very happy. <laughs> I mean, Arpita has been a great, great uh, support throughout those years. I mean, when, when uh, I was hitting rock bottom, every time she was always there picking me up and, you know, telling me it's okay, I believe in you. I have to say, she's that one person who kept me going, like keeps me going still. You know, she believes in me so much, it's infectious. It's like, why the fuck am I not believing in myself? So yes, yeah, so she, she was there. She was congratulating me. Uh, she, she felt I was doing a really good job. And I was actually doing a very good job. And I was very, very happy that 3D printing kicked off. So 2015 was an amazing year for me. It was amazing. Out of the entire decade, 2015 was the best year for me because I started something new. And I marketed the shit out of it. So it was a new industry. Nobody knew what it was. And I marketed the shit out of it. So I was really proud of myself because I advertise something to people that people don't even know and I made them buy it. So that for me is a great job, right? It, it, is an, it is an impressive thing and it is a really good job. So 2015 happened, then 2016 we still continued. We were still doing good, we were still doing great. We were putting up stalls in Sunday Soul Sunday and uh, I was getting a lot of traction. We were the only stall over there which was making 3D printing. We used to put our machine over there. People used to come be amazed by what it was doing and all these things. So 2016 again, it was amazing. It was really good and uh, I the Adam brand still continued into 3D printing as well. But that time it was Adam 3D EM. And in 2016 was when, when I thought, okay, fine, everything is going smooth sailing. I wanted to, again, you know, try out my creative stuff. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to, uh, like, you know, give another chance to my creative mind. And I started a YouTube channel again. I restarted it, sorry. I restarted the YouTube channel again. I start, restarted making videos. And this time I had a team. I had a team of uh, three students, Darshan. Gaurav and Shashank who were a part of the videos who were recording who were editing it so I had like a really good team I built a really good team and and we were doing this we, we did really well for the first three videos the relaunch videos that we did were amazingly received we, were, we had an amazing content we had amazing editing and everything but you know these guys were students these guys were in their first year so uh, I was actually asking them to come after college and everything, which kind of made really no sense because they were not having fun. I mean, they're first year kids, they're 19 years old, they're 18, 19 years year olds, and they wanted to have some fun. So then I thought, I told them, you know what, it's not happening. Let's not do this. It's okay. It's completely fine. Let's not do this. You guys go have fun. And I decided to do it all by myself. And I bought a camera. This all happened in 2016, by the way. I bought a camera and uh, I asked my friend Bharat, who is an amazing photographer and a videographer. I asked him uh, for uh, editing software. He came to my office. He installed it on my laptop. I mean, great guy. Kudos to this guy. Like Amazing. I've met some amazing people in this decade. And I'm sure I'm going to meet even more amazing people in the next decade to come. So he came there and I bought a camera and I started making videos by myself. So even though the YouTube channel was still running with the videos that I made with the, uh, with my team, 
I continued with the videos that I started making myself. So people started taking a little bit of an interest, but still the views were not counting in. So this time I decided, you know what, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep doing this thing. And then while I was doing the 3D printing business, while I was handling the business, I was also doing videos, uh, YouTube videos, which was kind of building up my personal brand. So even on Instagram, even on YouTube. So I was building up my personal brand and it was doing really well for me. And then um, that's that's what happened in 2016. So 2016, I would definitely say that I owe it to be a creative year for me because I became a creator full-fledged. And then 2017, the biggest, most massive year of all that changed everything in my life. So 2017 started, I was still doing my videos, but the thing with my business was it was declining. 3D printing was declining. I mean, it had its high in 2015 and 2016, but by 2017, it was going down. All the corporate orders that we had, all the factory orders, all the major business orders that we had was going down because people just did not like the product and did not like the plastic feel. So I started to think, what should I do with the business? And I was not finding a way out. And even Srinath had reached his peak in this company. He was doing so well for two years, but he wanted to move on as well. He wanted to go and do something else. So I decided, okay, fine. You know what? Let's take a call. Maybe shut it down. But it, it took a lot of courage. It, it took a lot of courage to do that. So I thought, you know what? I'm not going to make this decision in a hurry. I'm just going to let it run. Let it run for as long as it can. And then let's decide about it. And uh, 2017 also, and 2017, June was when I decided to take a solo trip. Uh, I'll tell you why I decided to take a solo trip and I went to Bali. I went to Bali for five days. Um, my entire focus was on vlogging that time, making YouTube videos. So you can check all those videos on my YouTube channel, my Bali trip videos. So I decided and for five days I made that. I, I went there, I took a break, I came back. So basically the reason why I took that trip was because I was going to get married in September. So my marriage talks were already started in 2016, November. So um, yeah, like every other marriage, we've, we had a lot of issues. We had a lot of fights, a lot of disagreements, a lot of things here and there. But uh, then everything was settled and we decided to get married in 2017, September on 24th, because that was the day we started going out. So I never asked my parents for anything. I only told them I want to get married on that day because I did not want to have two anniversaries. This day was very special to me and I want to get married on the day that I started dating Arpita. So uh, yeah, so I, I did my Bali trip and I came back and suddenly I decided, you know what, I got to call it quits. I can't do this anymore because the business was completely down. I was not going anywhere. So I decided, okay, fine, I'm going to do it. Yeah, and this was a time when demonetization happened in India and GST happened in India. So it was really not helping my business out. So in August, on August 30th, we decided to shut the business down. So that's when I completely shut down Adam 3D EM, 3D printing and Adam was no more. I mean, Adam still is alive. Adam will always be alive. But the business Scratch Start Inc., the company was no more. So... I was in a state of mind where I don't know what to make of that particular time period. Should I be happy that I was getting married the next month? Should I be completely devastated that 
the company that I built for two years was shutting down now. I was absolutely, I had no clue at all. So anyways, I shut it down and September started all these work for marriage and everything started kicking in. So it kind of like, you know, my, um, my, my devastation completely got subdued because I shut down the company and my excitement was very high because I was marrying a girl who I was in a relationship with for seven years. I mean, so many people actually questioned us and told us that we will not stay, uh, will not stay a couple forever. When fuck you, I guess, right? Because we were getting married and I was so happy. I was very elated. Both of us were very excited. Of course, we had our share of troubles. Probably I'll put <clears throat> make that as an, another episode. I'll probably get up with on that episode and probably both of us can kind of discuss what happened during our marriage before and after. So that's when it happened. So uh, I shut down my company. I got married in 2017, September. We went to Thailand for our honeymoon. We had amazing fun. I did not do... Oh yeah, this was the time after Bali. After Bali, that was the last video that I had uploaded on YouTube because I did not have time to make videos at that time at all. So I just stopped making videos then. And then we went to Thailand. I wanted to make a vlog, but I did not want to make Arpita feel really bad because I wanted to be with her. I wanted to be present with her. I don't want to do anything else at that point of time. So we... We had amazing four or five days. We went to Uti as well um, and we came back and then it was time that I uh, got into my father's business again because that was the deal. If I'm going to shut down my Adam business, uh, my father wanted me to come to his business and I wanted to. Basically, I wanted to go into the business. Not that he wanted to. He would have still encouraged me to go and do something else. But I wanted to come there and I wanted to help him more because this was my chance to uh, whatever that I learned in the last two years this was my chance to apply that in my father's business and not make any mistakes so I started doing that and then I started uh, getting very much involved in the business and uh, I wanted to do something on the side as well because my I, I, I was I was so accustomed to creating something with my 3d printing business I did not want to stop that and Alpita is an amazing graphic designer she was a jewelry designer and she quit the job after marriage and she became a freelance jewelry designer. But she also learned a lot of other softwares and she kind of she now is a really, really amazing graphic designer. And she does a lot of stuff right now. Uh, she, she's, she's got a lot of clients and she does amazing stuff. So if you want to get in touch with her, you should get in touch with her and give us some graphic designing projects that will surely help her out. Me and Arpita decided we have to do something with this creative stuff that is kicking in our heads. So we started a company or we started a home project called as Funka Badger. And Funka Badger was a, a home project which made customized badges and magnets. Just the circle badges which people wear on their bags or on their t-shirts or whatever. Uh, we started making them but completely customized. And our uh, USP was that we would make even single piece customized. So we invested 25,000 rupees, just 25,000 rupees. We bought a printer. We bought the mechanism from, uh, we bought the machinery from my uh, well-wisher and my friend, uh, Mr. Sudarshan from Brigade Prince, who does amazing stuff. So he kind of encouraged me to take this and uh, he's been a well-wisher since then. So 25,000, we started the business. We started making uh, badges, customized badges for people. And in 15 days, 
we made the 25,000 rupees back. So it was amazing. It was really, really good. So we continued that. I'm actually still continuing. Funka Badger is still very much alive. Even though after that day, so many things happened. Uh, the next two years were completely here and there. We still kept on doing this. And Funka Badger is still strong. So if you guys want to get in touch with us and order something, the link is in the show notes. Uh, get in touch and get ordering. And if you go to our Instagram page, you can see everything that we do. Anyway, so yeah, so 2017 ended in a very good way again by starting something called as Funka Badger. And 2018 started and I was uh, kind of disturbed uh, in the my father's business because there was not much that I could do over there and my creative instincts were not put to right use and uh, the business was something that it, it probably did not need me. Maybe it needed me, but I thought it did not need me. So I told my dad that, you know, I want to move out of home. I want to start learning responsibilities. I told my mother the same thing. Of course, it was not easy. They were really upset that their son was moving out of the house. But I wanted to move out of the house and I wanted to learn some responsibilities and I wanted to take a job where I could do something. I started looking for jobs and Arpita got a job and uh, I was getting a job and that's when... Uh, remember the guy that I said I started my Adam with, my partner, whose name I will never say. He came into my life again and he was like, well, at that point of time, we kind of dissolved the, uh, our partnership in good terms. We were still good friends. He was still calling uh, me and we were talking time from time to time. We were keeping in touch and everything. And this time he got in touch with me again and he said that he was starting a factory and uh, he thought he could use me as a marketing head and I told him, see, I'm not going to come there and work with you. I'm going to co come there and work with you only as a partner. And he said, uh, yeah, I know, but you know, partners, they bring in a lot of money. So, you know, you work with me for one year as a marketing director. I will introduce you as a partner, but you will just not be a partner on the paper. And if you do really good work, I will make you a partner in one year. That's what that, that's what his promise was. So so that's when me and Arpita decided, okay, fine, I'm going to take up this opportunity. And Arpita took up that job that she got. We moved to Rajarajashrinagar in Bangalore uh, because that, it, this was closer to my factory, which I had to go to. Uh, and uh, we completely moved into a new home, an amazing place, an amazing home. I love this place. This place taught me so much. And uh, I can never say moving out was a bad decision because it taught us so much. I mean, moving into a new home as a married couple teaches you so many responsibilities. I mean, I used to wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning in at, at my home and now I have to wake up at 8 o'clock, otherwise I will not get milk. <laughs> so, so in 2018, uh, April again, we moved out and I started working over there. I started working, I started working, I started working. So it was a new company, it was a new factory which was getting set up. So I took up the entire responsibility from cash, from handling people, from handling the uh, organization of the factory, from the construction, from everything. I used to handle everything. And then uh, remember this guy said that uh, he will give me a partnership after one year. And in six to seven months after all the work, the factory work was done, uh, the factory was good to go, it was ready to start. I was just sitting, oh, oh and yeah, before I forget, Arpita quit her job and this guy convinced her to come work with us. But basically she hated the job. So when I was asking him if there is any job that he can uh, uh, suggest Arpita should take, if there's any company that he knows that uh, needs a graphic designer, he said, 
why doesn't she come work with us we need to create our own team and what better than having a husband and a wife running the entire factory and i was so excited about the idea oh my god arpita working with me every day and i thought okay fine let's just do it uh, let's just get arpita into the company so we both were working into the in the company we were both were handling a lot of things she was doing nothing related to design she was doing everything else but she was doing such a good job i was doing such a good job we were putting our heart and soul blood sweat and tears into this we used to go in the morning at 9 o'clock and come back in the night at 12 11 30 12 or even later than that so but we were we were putting in so much effort because one day we thought we would be partners right so you would put that kind of an effort because you're not bringing any money in all you could do is put in your sweat your sweat equity would make you a partner so we decided okay fine so we were working we were working and after 6 7 months in this guy completely started alienating us he started completely start, stopped giving us any work he used to just give just a little bit of work here and there and i used to travel almost 30 kilometers up and down to the factory so i decided to tell him you know what whatever we're doing over here in the factory since the factory is all set up whatever we're doing now we can do this from our home uh, and that will at least uh, help us save on the petrol money so i told him and then from december onwards in december 2018 that is we started working from home so we started working from home and this kind of irritated the guy a little bit and he thought oh, i should be present in the office but i was very adamant i told him i cannot spend on petrol and i cannot do this because first of all we were drawing very less salary and um, then 2019 started we were still working from home 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 and in may he told us you know what we can't afford you guys the factory is running really low with cash with business the business is not doing really well so we cannot afford you guys and yeah and by the way this the he 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 did this shit over a text message he didn't even have the courtesy to call or meet us and tell us that you know what i cannot give you a partnership i'm sorry that i promised you so many things i know the work that you put in i'm really sorry that i have to do this but i have to let you guys go at least i think there would have been a mutual respect if he had done that i would have still had kept in touch with this guy and still wished will uh, wished well for him but he didn't he did he did it on a text message and he completely alienated us and that's it gone everything that we hoped for everything that we thought we would have in 2019 we did not have anything i did not have a partnership i did not have a job arpita did not have a job we were in a new home we had responsibilities every day we we had expenses we didn't know what to do so we started looking for jobs again all the dreams of being a partner in a company all the dreams of being rich by the time you were by the time i was 30 i mean all the dreams that i had that i would be successful at least by the time i was 30 they were all looked very bleak man it looked very bleak and it was not happening it was a full stop that dream ended we thought we would be in a really nice house next year we will be we'll have a very nice car we will start a family we will have a nice so many things will be successful finally we would have found something that we could do with the rest of our lives and with our skills and talents and in 2019 may everything stopped everything just dissipated so uh, yeah learned a great deal in 2019 man learned a 
great deal. Learned a great deal. Never to trust an asshole who will only tell you stuff of miracles, take all the work from you and leave you out to dry. So never trust a guy like that. And while, uh, well, while we were still working, we were still continuing Funkabajo. Like I said, it was like a side hustle that we were still doing. We were still making a little bit of money off that we were not concentrating on a very higher scale, but we were still doing it. And we kind of concentrated more on Funkabajo at that time, even though we were looking for jobs. And Arpita got a job where she started working as a freelancer for a, uh, an agency, for a marketing agency. And she got a job. She's doing really well. She is an amazing graphic designer now. She's learned so much, even though she deserves to be in a better place than where she is right now because she's so talented and so skillful. She does not really give a shit. She's just doing what she wants to do. She's loving what she's doing. She's an artist. So artists never give up, right? Creators never give up. So she's doing that. And and Funka Badger kept on going. And in 2019 was when we took a very bold decision. Probably I will talk about this decision once, when it kind of goes through. I don't want to uh, say it on the podcast immediately right now. So we took this very bold decision, which could uh, make the rest of our lives really, really change our rest of our lives, basically make nothing. I have no hopes on it being a good decision or anything, but it this could definitely change our lives. So 2019 ended in a way where I learned a lot of lessons, took a lot of bold decisions, thought a lot about life, had a lot of uh, issues and uh, still continuing Funka Badger. I mean, 2019 uh, was a very... I don't know if I've told this to many people, so I'm kind of opening up to you guys. 2019 was a very hard year for me. I mean, I'm not going to say it was depressing because I don't want to be depressed. I'm not that kind of a guy. I'm a very strong character. You can beat me up like a thousand times. I will still get the fuck back up because that's how I'm built. I have a warrior mindset. Yes, I did cry a lot. I did feel bad for myself. I had self-pity, but I never gave up. I never gave up on my life. I never gave up on my skills and talents. And I am right now currently doing everything that I'm doing. That's how my 2019 ended. But yeah, uh, I mean, when I was in that situation, I kind of wanted to redeem myself. That's when I started doing a lot of things. I started meditating. I started learning new stuff. I started reading. And that's why 2020 started off great. I'm not financially really blessed right now. But at least I am very blessed with my mindset and with my willpower. So I'm sure 2020 is going to be an amazing year for me. And it will be one of the best years. And I'm sure... Well, anyways, I'm going to turn 30 this year. And I'm sure turning 30 is going to be amazing. And my 30th year on this earth will be very successful. I am sure of that because 2019 went really low rock bottom there's nothing else over there be there for a long time i have to rise i have to get up because i'm i'm a fighter i'm a warrior so 2020 is going to be a high if 2019 was a low 2020 is going to be a super high and i know that i swear to god i know that so yeah that's how my uh decade went 
uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I kind of bored you along the way, but uh, I think I needed this. I think I needed this. I needed to reminisce my 10 years as well. Because uh, you would never do this to yourself. You would never sit for an hour long and speak to yourself about whatever that you did. But at least on this podcast, something like this, I'm at least doing it and I feel amazing. I feel really good. I It's like a huge weight off my shoulder. Even though I'm still struggling, I'm not recovered completely from my uh, friend, so-called friend fucking me. I'm still struggling with that, but uh, I think I will do better this year because... I have no expectations from anyone. The only expectation I have is from me. And that is to just have a positive, really good mindset. And I've already started doing that. And I'm sure I'm going to continue that. And this year is going to be really good. So that's my 10 years. Uh, and I answered most of the questions that people sent me. I actually asked people to send me their uh, questions and I would answer them. And I tried to incorporate those answers into the uh, story itself. Uh, let me just check if I missed out anything. Uh, Suprita asked me about PSBBM. Anything about PSBBM that I would be reminded of instead of Arpita. I think uh, Vistas 2011 is one thing that I'll always, always remember from PSBBM and the friends that I made and the lessons that I learned, life lessons that I learned. Salman Mushir, who is another fellow podcaster, who is just starting his podcast, all the best to you, man. What made you become a creator? What triggered your creator instinct? I think that's his exact question. Well, like I said, Kizar Ahmed Sharif, he is the person who actually triggered. <laughs> he saw the creative angle in me and he thought I could do a YouTube channel. And that's when it kind of started. But I think Vine, I give it to Vine. Vine actually kicked in my creative uh mind mind and uh, that's when i started uh did i okay goals for 2020 my goals for 2020 i'm already doing what i want to do i want to be successful with my thinking i want to be positive and i want to believe that whatever i'm going to do i'm going to do it well and that is going to be really good for me and that is going to build me uh deepthi asked me what's my ups and downs about my relationship uh, like i said i want to make a separate episode completely about my relationship with arpita so i will answer this question then deepthi thank you so much so sorry i will not be doing that over here so yeah that's about it i mean it's been more like a conversation so you know you will find a lot of mistakes here and there so please don't mind just I was completely, I, I did not prepare for this. I did not plan for this. Of course, I just wrote down a few points here and there, but I did not plan for this. I wanted it to be as natural as it could get. So that's what, that was the main agenda of this podcast. And since this is the 10th episode of my podcast, Blackberry, and I want to do more of this. Let me know. Let me know. If, if you think that this story of mine series, something like this is something that you want to listen to. If you want to know more about my life if you want to know more stories of my life what made me who i am um today please let me know take a screenshot of this episode put up on instagram and tag me and uh, tell me that you and tell me why you're listening to this tell me what made you feel good about this episode or bad about this episode i really want to know and that will help me and and you sharing it on your instagram will also help me be discovered by your friends and they will also tune into the podcast and uh, you know if i can get as many listeners to listen to my story and maybe be inspired maybe that that's a good thing right that's a good motive 
And oh, uh, I completely forgot. There was one question from Anuradha. Uh, she asked, why did I start this podcast and what I was doing before? Well, I started this podcast because I wanted to share my thoughts with the people and podcast is going to be the next big thing. And I wanted to be a part of it right from the beginning. And that's why I, and I, I know I have a lot of good stories to tell of people, of myself. And that's why I wanted to start this podcast. So I hope you're listening and I hope you really love it. And what I was doing before that, well, I just told you what I was doing before that. So yeah, thank you, Anuradha, for the question. That's about it, I guess. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to my story. Thank you so much for uh, staying with me for this an hour-long journey. <laughs> and yeah, so 2010 to 2019, that was the decade that made me. That's about it for today. I will see you next Monday with the Monday Morning Preach episode. My name is Sai Sandesh Markham and I'll talk to you on the next one. Bye. Woo! Woo!